first episode. This is the Dead Serious Podcast. My name is William Cox. Uh, Anthony Soldo. We are your hosts, and with us is co-host... Say your name. Josh. Joshua. Joshua Star. Joshua Star. That's his name. All, All right. right. First topic that we're going to talk about. Let's get into this. And this is our main topic for today, and it's a very controversial one. Yeah. But let's put a disclaimer out. That we're not trying to be controversial. We will say as many sides as we can find. We're looking for the truth. We're not here to offend or insult anybody directly. No. That may happen because today, now nowadays, you say a fact and it's immediately controversial. Yeah, exactly. But all our job is, is to expose the truth and to um, just con- challenge and confront the lies that the media will present. Mm-hmm. So, first topic that we're going to talk about is BLM, Black Ooh. Lives Matter. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I see you have a lot of points there. A lot of points about oh. BLM. Um, oh, I actually don't have the points. <laughs> yeah, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, the origins of BLM. And a lot of people aren't aware of anything to do with BLM. They just immediately support it because... That's what the cool thing is to do. Yeah, that's wha- the trend. No, no, no. The thing is, why wouldn't you support it? It's literally called Black Lives Matter. Like, who who yeah, doesn't well, think Black Lives Matter? Well, here's the thing. That's a that's a good um, thing to lead into. Is the statement Black Lives Matter? Like on the sh- on the surface, that shouldn't be a controversial statement. Oh no, not at all. Like if you were to come up to me and say, "Do you think Black Lives Matter?" Of course, of, they matter. Exactly. No one here is denying that Black Lives don't matter, but. Where people, Wait, what is, yeah. no one's denying <laughs> that black lives don't matter. No one here is denying that black lives matter. The problem is, is with the implication of the statement. Oh yeah, and that's what a lot of people aren't comfortable with. The implication is that black people, especially in America, mm. or just anywhere in a Western country, is that uh black people are more likely to face instances of things like police brutality and racism yeah. and that society does not care about this or at least isn't doing enough to stop this um and this is why people re- will respond with well all lives matter not because they're trying to avoid any issue but because they disagree with the implication mm. of the statement and um look there's a lot of things that people don't know about the black lives matter movement yep it was formed in 2013 by oh, three. Wow. Yeah, very I recently. Actually, I, I didn't realize. Like, actually, no, that's um. That was a like a that, fair while ago. I didn't realize. Yeah, it was I didn't know it was like that far. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought it just like appeared when George Floyd died. Nah. I, I knew it was around before that, but I didn't realize 2013. Yeah, wow. and it was formed by three self-styled, self-claimed Marxist-Leninist revolutionaries, which should. Already ring alarm bells. It was just his like death anniversary or his birthday or whatever it was. Marx. Yeah, Karl Marx. Yeah. yeah. Just, just Great to... guy. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Responsible for so much contribution to society. <laughs> um, so the Black Lives Matter, their movement icon became um, Asada Shakur. Who, if those who don't know who Asada Shakur is, she's actually, I believe, the godmother of Tupac Shakur. Okay. Um, and what and she's basically their icon, the BLM. They, that's their essentially their god. And what a lot of people <coughs> don't know about Asada Shakur is she was actually convicted of first degree murder for killing a police officer back in 1973. Oh. Um, 
Wow. Uh, her car had actually been stopped due to a broken tail light, and the, reportedly she randomly opened fire at one police officer, mm-hmm. and that flo- that police officer, while lying on the ground, pleaded for his life, and she called, walked over and executed him. And Jeez. Um, she ran off to, uh, I can't remember which country, but she escaped the US, r- moved to another country. I think it might have been Cuba or something. You might want to double check where that is. Asada Shakur. Um, but BLM see this murderer as their icon. That's who they, looked up, lo- who they look up to. And they often actually chant her words at, as a ritual at many of their protests. And it, those who don't know their chant, it, it goes like this. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love and support one another. We have nothing to lose but our chains. And that last line, we have nothing to lose but our chains, is actually lifted directly from the Communist Manifesto in the last chapter. So BLM is founded by these communists, and they have very... um, They have communist beliefs and ideologies, and and their icon is this convicted police murderer... That's who they look up to. And a lot of people don't know that about BLM. They yeah, just I, did, I really didn't know that, yeah. Yeah. I only found this out through researching it the other day. Um, a lot of people think BLM is is this all-loving you know, organization that is just mm. there to help the black community. And they're not. That's <laughs> yeah. just a, that's a fact. Um, like, like we were saying before, the statement Black Lives Matter is not a controversial one, but it's the implication... Mm. that makes it controversial. You don't just go out in the street chanting un- un- uncontroversial things. Yeah. Like, the sky is blue. Like, that's not something <laughs> yeah, you just exactly. go out and chant about. But, um, you yeah, while it is true that in the US, blacks are killed by police at more than twice the rate of whites, what, what people often overlook is that black people in the US often commit violent crimes at seven to ten times the rate of white Americans. Mm. And when yeah, you I take in, yeah, when you take into account factors such as violent crime rates, um, and rates of resistance, there's actually no racial bias in police use of lethal force, mm. and that's according to a number of peer-reviewed studies. Um, and white police officers are actually no more likely than black police officers to use lethal force against minorities. So this idea that black people in America have th- are facing this this threat of constant um, police brutality and racism, well, that's actually not what the facts say. Mm. Um, According to a Harvard paper published in the Journal of Political Economy, uh, this is in America, on the most extreme use of force, which is police shootings, there were no racial differences in either the raw data or when contextual factors were taken into account, which is what we were stating Mm. earlier. So when you, like I said, when you take into account... um, rates of resistance and violent crime rates. There's no racial bias whatsoever. Mm. Um, and another study published in the Journal of Criminal Justice found that blacks were not more likely than whites to be sh- fatally shot by police officers. Okay. So this, again, like, like we said before, this idea that blacks are facing this threat and are more likely to be targets of police brutality than, mm. than whites in America is just not true at all. Yeah. It doesn't hold any ground under scrutiny. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Obviously, there's still police officers that are racist and will use unnecessary force. Yeah, of course. But it's, it's not to the level, I believe. It's not a systemically based thing. It's not yeah. something that they've built into the system. Yeah. Like, you're always going to have bad apples. Exactly. You're always going to have that 
that one racist police officer. There's racism. Look, we're not denying shit. (laughs) A chair just. No one's denying. It's still not. (laughs) (laughs) You good? Nope. Nope. (laughs) And we're good. No (laughs) No one's denying that racism doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, and it it always will exist. That's just a fact. That's just how humans are. You you can't get rid of something like that. It's so ingrained into our culture. I wouldn't even say culture. It's just a thing in society that just happens to be there. It's like murder. Yeah, true. It's it's like crime, um, which I think racism is a crime. It is at least discrimination. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, did you get anything on that, Josh? Asada Shakur. Asada Shakur. Where did she flee to? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'll look it up for you. Um, yeah. Asada Shakur. So, um. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, I'll look it up. You just keep speaking. Anyway, um, this is actually the most interesting study that was conducted. It was a simulated environment in which police officers who were equip- equipped with real handguns mm-hmm. that were rigged to shoot lasers instead of bullets. Um, I think 36 police officers were put into this simulation and they found through this study that officers were significantly slower to shoot blacks, black suspects than white or Hispanics. Um, and I think mm. a lot of that has to do with the media and culture nowadays. Yeah, hesitance. Um, even. That hesitancy that the media has created. Um, yeah, because look at that. Look at what happened with the George Floyd thing. Mm. It was... One black man who happened to be killed by a police officer, and look how much media coverage and, and these people, these yeah. police officers, are now um, facing uh, a sentence mm. for murder. He he wasn't like in the right state of mind, was he? Like, um, um, yeah, completely well, sober or anything? No. Well, here's some. I I have actually have a list of five facts the media won't tell you about George Floyd. Okay. Yep. Um, fact number one is Floyd. And this is, this evidence has been collected from body f- cam footage from the police officers. Okay. So Floyd actually repeatedly resisted the police officers to get him into their squad car. So mm-hmm. it, those who don't know, George Floyd basically tried to buy cigarettes with a counterfeit um, $20 bill or something like that. Mm-hmm. Police officers tried to arrest him, put him in the squad car. He refused. Yep. And even before he was put on the ground, George Floyd was actually complaining that he couldn't breathe several times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that raises the question of the knee on the neck. Does that Did that really have anything to do with the fact that George Floyd couldn't breathe? Because even before he was on the ground, he was already yeah. complaining that he couldn't breathe. He um, was suffering some sort of like reaction to the amount of drugs in his body. Yeah. Um, and re- he repeatedly actually told police officers that he wanted to lay on the ground yeah. rather than yeah. go into the police car. They they tried uh, hundreds of times to get him into the car and he was like, no, 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 I'm claustrophobic. I can't go in there. I can't breathe. I said, it's fine. We'll wind down the windows. You'll be comfortable. And he's like, no, nah, I'd rather go on the ground. Um, so they put him on the ground and it turns out that... Uh, and that's when the s- witnesses started recording. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when everything started to coincidentally... Um, be put onto the media, and but the, what they won't show you is what actually happened before that and what led up to that, and that's actually very important. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a lot of variables variables going into that whole yeah. situation. This and more is that he actually had a fatal level of fentanyl in his system at that time. What is fentanyl? 
Um, it's it's a drug. I don't know exactly what it does. You got that, Josh? Um, and he had actually recently used meth, oh, which wow. was um, found while he was having an autopsy. And the examiner said that this is actually really interesting. If he were found dead at home alone and no other apparent causes, this could be acceptable to call an ov- overdose. Wow. So the coroner, the examiner that did the autopsy is now saying... That it could have been an overdose. It could have just been an overdose. Yeah. And when you take into all the factors that I, I mentioned before, um, he he refused to go into the police car. He was actually complaining that he couldn't breathe mm. before he was on the ground, which definitely has something to do with the drugs in his system. What, what I think happened is he was drugged up completely. Yeah. And due to all the stress and all that, because he just, he just got taken by the police and he's trying to get put into a squad car, he turned into like a, some sort of a panic attack. Paranoid, yeah. Yeah, and then it is what it is. Like it happened. Yeah. He died. What's the what's it called? Um Ben Shapiro was saying something about it when you have this massive high and then you come crashing down and you basically just it's like an overdose, but it's isn't it like excited delirium? Excited delirium, something like that. Um so yeah, he had a fatal level of fentanyl. Um not just he, he had fentanyl in his system, he had a fatal level yeah, of it. Fatal level, yeah. Um and another interesting thing is the autopsy results actually revealed no life-threatening injuries um, that were caused by the police officers. The knee on the neck, it actually had nothing to do with his death, according to the autopsy. Yeah. No life-threatening injuries. And, you know, the media continues to ignore this. They just want to push the narrative that there's that police brutality and they want to support this Black Lives Matter movement, um, which is responsible for so much um, carnage and so much hurt. Yeah, it is. In, and divide in the world. And the media is just ignoring it. Mm. Um, um, on Asada Shakur. Yeah. So, while serving a life sentence for murder, she escaped from the Clinton Correctional Facili- Facility for Women in 1979. And she surfaced in Cuba, where Cuba, she was granted yeah. political asylum. Yeah, so she's in Cuba now, which I believe is a communist state. and Still is, yeah. Yeah, and th- they're refusing to... They're refusing... The, the US is trying to get her back to convict her again and to put her back in prison. But Cuba's refusing to let that happen. They're, they're keeping her safe in there. Um, yeah. Back onto the George Floyd thing, though. Um, and this is the last interesting thing, is that according to Business Insider Australia, the Minnesota Police Department, which is where it happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. included instructions on how to use a controversial neck restraint in its training manual, which is the neck restraint that was used on George Floyd. yeah. So they were the police officers. Well, it is it is a restraint that they learn. It is. They were actually. They would. They're taught to use that. That's what they're trained to do. So, this idea that Derek Chauvin or Chauvin, however you pronounce his name, was intentionally targeting this black man and trying to cause ill harm to him is just false. Um, You take into all these factors, especially the fact that they were trained to handle this situation the way they Mm. did. There's just I don't think there's any grounds to call this a homicide, uh, even no. even a manslaughter. I don't think it was manslaughter at all. No, I think that George Floyd just he he could have avoided this situation by just going in the police car, but and and it avoided this situation by not using fentanyl, not taking yeah. meth. Yeah, um, I don't think it was an ex- excessive amount of force at all. No, maybe it was pretty excessive how many police officers there were. I don't think they needed that many, but. They were there to back each other up because he was a messed up. Yeah, he was. He was a, he's a big guy too. Yeah, and when you're messed up, you know, th- y- 
You'd be surprised how much power someone high on meth has. Oh, yeah. It, it takes up to like seven police officers to restrain one dude drugged up on meth. Yeah. Because they're so... Um, they're full of like pent-up energy yeah, and anger and stuff. Exactly. Um, uh, and there's this selective outrage with society now um, where... Like, if you look at all the media coverage of this George Floyd case, it was always about black man killed by white cop. And there's this, again, the selective outrage. There was an exact same situation, but with a white man. His name was Tony Timper. Um, And where George Floyd, the officer's knee was on his neck for eight minutes. With Tony, um, the officer's knee was actually on his neck for 14 minutes. So this was an unarmed white man, just like how George Floyd was an unarmed black man. Yeah. Tony Temple was high on cocaine. He resisted police officers before being restrained on the ground. Yeah. He told police that he was that they were going to kill him um, because right. of the neck. And yeah. what what's actually different about this case than the George Floyd one was that the officers actually laughed and joked as he lost consciousness. Where wow. you watch yeah, exactly. Where you watch the um the George Floyd incident and you know, George Floyd's on the ground. On the ground, you know, he he's saying he can't breathe, and the the officers didn't laugh. They didn't joke, no. um, and that death was ruled a homicide. Where Tony Timper, that was also ruled a homicide. But there was absolutely no media coverage whatsoever. Mm. None. Yeah, no, I haven't heard about that case at all. Exactly, and this was an unarmed white man. I, exact same situation. It, instead, the knee was on the neck for almost twice as long. Mm. But no one cared about that. No one even, like you said, you didn't even know about that until yeah, I no, brought I've it up. Yeah, I've never heard of it. And um, yes, it's this selective outrage where the media w- want to create a story when it has something to do with a black man or a black woman killed by a white police officer. Where yeah. if it's the other way around, if you reverse that, there's no coverage whatsoever. There's not even any um, public outrage. There's nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah, and um, back onto BLM. I think because of this George Floyd case, they raised about ninety million dollars. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, ninety million dollars, and they they could have used this money to um, create so much change and so much um, positive action. There's in Sierra, Le- Sierra Leone, a country in West Africa, seventy two percent of children these are black children work in physical labor. And this is a very shocking fact. One of every three kids will not make it past the age of five. Whoa. Yes. Jeez. This is in is that Sierra due Leone. to like excessive amount of labor? Because of the physical labor and just the um, ridiculous conditions that they, they're put under by these, basically these slave owners. Because that's what these kids are. They're slaves. And they're used... They're, they have to. They're engaged in the worst forms of child labor, which includes mining for blood diamonds, yeah, um, and even sexual exploitation and human trafficking. These yes. are these are black children, yeah. And BLM raised ninety million dollars, and not a single cent went to these children. They didn't use a single cent to. I can't. I think your mic's cut off. Yeah. Um. So. They used all this money. Wait, talk. No, I can't hear you. They all, all every single cent of this of this of the money that they raised went towards bailing out rioters and looters during the 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 peaceful protests, the riots. Yeah. Right, I'm good now. So they used they wasted this ninety million dollars in bailing out 
um, these criminals, rioters and looters. Who, oh, they bailed out people. Yeah, with the ninety the million dollars. And and these are these aren't uh, peaceful protesters. They're criminals. They're rioters. The a lot of these these um, rioters were guilty of murder and assault and yeah. theft. Oh, and crazy amount. Yeah. Instead of BLM putting their money where their mouth is and helping these kids in Sierra Leone who are who are who are black children suffering, um, none of that went to them. Yeah, no. Wow. It was all wasted on these rioters and looters, and it's actually disgusting how um, hip, hip, how how much hypocrisy there is within. Uh, <laughs> my chair's doing it again. <laughs> it keeps sliding down. Fuck's sake! All right, I think we fixed it. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um. So those are those are just facts that the media won't tell you about BLM. Yeah. Um, they're not who they say they are. They're not out there for social justice. They're there to cause division and cause more outrage and just, yeah, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Mm. All right. That was a a big topic to talk about. Yes. All right. I have something we can speak about. I was looking this up last night. Are you guys familiar with the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview? Oh, no, not that. (laughs) Like yes. my, my nan is really invested in the Your whole nan? Harry, yeah, in the whole Harry Harry and Meghan situation before this Oprah interview. Do you like go home and then she's like, Oh Josh, have you heard the new story about no, Harry no, and no, Meghan? No, she doesn't go about it to me, but like I don't know. Alright, well I'll just I'll just say some like stuff that came out of the interview. Yeah. So the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan and why they thought it was the right decision to leave the royal family. Uh, Megan said a remark saying that a person within the family said they were worried about the skin of Megan and Harry's first child will be too dark due to Megan being an African American. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Your mic. No. Oh, I can't hear you, Mike. It keeps cutting off. It's a Yeah, it's. I think it's on now. Oh, nope. Still not working. His mic keeps cutting off. It's okay. We'll get this. All right. Can you hear it? Nope. <laughs> Wait. It keeps cutting off and on. Yo, what's this? Is there another lead? Um, yo. Yo, right. yo. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Just don't touch the mic. I'm not touching the mic. Okay. I'll try this. I'll try that in a sec. Um. So it will be, the skin will be too dark because Megan's like, she's half African-American. And is she there? I actually didn't know that. No, yeah, yeah. I think it's her mum is African-American and her dad's a uh, white man. Mm. She's from America, obviously. It's a mixed race. Yeah, she's a mixed race. And despite reports that Harry and Meghan had intentionally opted to for Archie to forego a royal title, Meghan said it was actually the opposite. The decision was made for them. So e- even as soon as he was born, the royals made up the decision that he wasn't going to get a royal title. Why is that? Because he, I guess he was half African American. Really? Well, not even a quarter African American. But like that's what they were. Yeah. Th- well, that's what they. Th- she said. Um. Well, as soon as Archie was born, she said to the media, "We're going to forego the um, like Archie will forego the royal title." Yeah. That, that was her decision, but it wasn't. Archie apparently. is Harry's son, isn't it? Harry and Meghan's. Son? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it was not our decisions to make. She said. And then she also came out and said she contemplated suicide due to all the stress. Who's this, Megan? Megan, yeah. Jeez. She contemplated suicide because all the stress the family was giving her. And Queen Elizabeth 
you know, the, the big honcho. <laughs> the OG, the, the big dog. The OG. She came out and said these couple of statements. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly of that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be a much-loved family member. Hmm. Yeah. So, who, again, who was saying that they were concerned that it was going to be... To the child was going to so be too dark. So she said to Oprah that it was one of the family members. Yeah, she didn't. But name she didn't name it because it would be too hurtful to the family. Yeah, she said it wasn't the Queen, and I'm pretty sure, n- not the Queen or what's his name, Queen's husband, uh, Philip. Is it Philip? Was uh, that his, his son, what's Charles? <laughs> Can you search? I don't follow the. He's like 102 or something. He's the one that just Queen got Elizabeth's back. Queen Elizabeth's husband? I'm pretty sure it's Queen Elizabeth's hus- husband, yes. He's like 102, I swear. He just got out of hospital again. Pretty sure it's Philip. Is it Philip? Yeah, Prince Philip. All right, Prince Philip. And then what's the one after that who was married to Diana? <sighs> I actually don't know. You got this, Josh? Mm-hmm. You looking this up? Who was married to Diana? Yep. Yes. Like who's um William? Uh, was it William? William and Harry? Yeah, they're the brothers. Yeah, who's William and Harry's dad? Father, yeah. Charles, I'm pretty sure. Prince Charles. I'm like 80% British and I have no <laughs> fucking idea about this thing. Um, yes, I think it was Charles. Prince Charles. So everyone in the media is going on about how they think it was Prince Charles who said that remark. Because mm. he is very, like, backwards. He's not very progressive. And... Like, you can't really blame a guy, especially of that age, for not being progressive. I mean, I feel <laughs> like it would be Philip, if anything. Have you seen that? That dude is like, how old is he? I think he's like 102, literally. That dude's got to be, have some sort of racist gene in him. Let's see. Let's sure. see his age. Um, He's 99. He was born in 1921. Jeez. <laughs> oh. The whole royal family is just immortal, I swear to God. <laughs> this is not going to die. Wow. That's that's insane. He's a very old man. But that's just how long we know he's lived for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's that's probably his, like 200. That's his like birth certificate. Yeah. It's like when like international kids come over to play footy and they... They change their birth certificate and they're like, uh, yeah, they're they're like <laughs> 17, but they're playing like under yeah, 12. Under 14s. <laughs> Like six foot four and weigh 130 kilos. Yeah, and versing like five foot four, 40 <laughs> kilo white guys. <laughs> it's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. All right. So they reckon Prince Charles. Yeah. The one they, that they, said that. they believe that it was well, Prince Why do Charles? they believe that? Just, just because his, his ideologies and his character, yeah. It, 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 it's hard to go off. Yeah, it's like hard to obviously say definitively. No, no evidence, but that's oh, no. he's suspected of it. Yeah, fair, yeah, he's suspected of it completely. But yeah. Yeah, Harry and Meghan, huh? So do you want to say something? I have another thing, but you Yeah, you go on. I'll go on? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> there's the been a media craze right. right now. It started on TikTok. Is this super straight? Yes, yes. You were <laughs> talking about this yesterday. <laughs> we were bringing up super straight. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I no. have a few TikToks to show you. You do? I do. I will bring them up and we'll put them we'll on the video edit and them post. In, yeah. Okay. This is like the latest TikTok thing. Yeah. I don't even have TikTok, so I don't know what goes on on there. 
so essentially, so I'll, I'll give you a brief rundown. Apparently, this is what from I've heard because I really haven't done much research other than a little TikTok dive. Um, super straight is a a part of the LGBT community. It's not, but like they they cl- they're, they're claiming it. They're claiming it. <laughs> we'll have that. <laughs> we'll have that one. Um, they've made their own flag, which is that black and orange flag, and they their thing is. Straight people made it up, straight men and women, because they're sick of getting told they're transphobic because they don't find trans people attractive. Well, yeah, Wait, because they're straight. What? That's yeah. how it works. No, 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 but, like, because the outrage is, like, a trans... Like, say, someone that was born a man... Transitions into a woman, woman, and then a straight man won't want to... A straight man won't want to date that trans woman. Yeah. Which is completely a preference, in my opinion. It's not a sexuality choice. So, like, say I'm a straight man, and this, like... I transitioned into a woman. Uh, you transi- <laughs> you're a newly found woman, Will. Sorry, Will. I would not like to date you. Because you have a dick, and I'm not into that. <laughs> no, no, you have every every oh, woman part. You, chopped it off. You chopped everything off. You have fake boobs. You got everything. You look like a woman. Yep. Say, I couldn't, I couldn't tell that you're a woman, but you told me in conversation... And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but my preference is I'd, r- I'd rather not date a transgender woman. That's yeah. completely fine. That's not being transphobic. But no. if you get like, oh, yuck, I'm not dating a trans woman, like, ew, like, shit like that. And, or say, oh, I can't even think of a conversation because it's so, like, silly. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's, but I'll show you a yeah. couple of these. Will, will you be able to hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, not on here. Not on through the not headset? Not through the headset, but we'll put it in post. Okay. Do I need to hear it? Could okay. you just insult me based on my sexual preference? <laughs> Sorry, homie. Me and the boys are cancelling you now. Have fun in jail. Well, I think it's working. Yeah. Evidently. Wait, what, what did you just ask? Um, so he asked... What's one difference between a trans woman and a real woman? Yeah, but other than being different from birth, but just listen to it. Again. ...that identifies a trans woman over a regular woman. Name something. And it can't have anything to do with birthing a child. You can't... Well, their biology... Yeah, trans woman is ninety nine percent a male based off their cells, yeah. based off the cells in the body and their chromosomes. Yeah. I think it's like one percent of their chromosomes is actually female because of that, which is a sperm cell. Yeah, but everything, yeah, literally um, everything about them is a man except for the fact that they think they're a woman. Yeah. Legit, I will name one thing: chromosome twenty three. What, what's chromosome twenty three? Chromosome yeah. twenty three determines your biological gender. Is that like XXXY? Yes. Okay. Is, okay, I didn't know. That. I didn't know it was twenty three. Yeah, yeah I, I was like thinking, is it twenty one? Is it twenty three? <laughs> it's twenty three. I think okay. it's twenty three because you have forty six 
chromosomes, half of them are female, half of them are male. You get half of them from your mother, you get half of them from your father. Yeah, but oh, really? it doesn't really have anything to do with that. It oh, just okay. happens to be the 23rd <laughs> chromosome. All right, we'll just keep playing and then we'll... Tell me that people are unattracted to people who are not fertile because you can't tell. The only reason people aren't Wait, what? So, like, there's an argument going on, like, say, you and me again. You're the trans woman. Yeah. I don't find you attractive because in the future we can't have a baby. Well, that's fair because a lot, that's what a lot of people want. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, basic biology. Like, yeah, yeah. trans people can't have children. Unless yeah. you adopt one, you can't actually, like, You can't give physically birth. give birth to you a child. Yeah, you can't physically give birth if you're born a male. You don't have the right components to do that. It's just not possible. It's I don't think that's a the right argument to go off. It, it could be, like, a, a hiccup in the road. But I don't know if it's like, oh, I can't date you because we can't have babies type of thing. Yeah, I think that would be uh, like a main thing. I think that's yeah, yeah. one. It, it would be a definitely a key characteristic that would turn you off. And also, it's just the mental thing. Like, even if they identify as a woman mm-hmm. and they get all the transitions, they get the um, hormone, hormone injections yeah. and all that sort of stuff. They're still biologically a man, whether they identify as a woman or not. Yes. And that it's it's that mental thing that plays into it. Like, I I wouldn't date. Uh, transgender woman a man that transitioned into a woman i wouldn't it's just my preference it's not because i'm transphobic it's just because that's not what i want yeah like i'd happily be friends best friends with a transgender um, woman i I don't i I don't see like why people discriminate against them in this situation like it's it's difficult because people they want to be sensitive to the topic like, say, like, you're me again, I'm talking to you. I, w- I want to be sensitive and I don't want to be, like, forward because then I'll get cancelled, if that makes sense. Because yeah. cancel culture right now is so it's just toxic. just all over the place, yeah. Anyway, we'll finish off this video. They think they look a certain way, and they don't. They look like women. Coming out, my chosen sexuality is so those are the four TikToks I put together. Yeah. Hmm. It's just stupid. Yeah, like, I agree. Do you, why do they care, these transgender people? If if they are who they really think they are, yep. and if they're happy with the person they are, nothing you say or do is going to affect you because you know who you are and you, you've made that conscious decision and you're not going to care about what others think. And this shows a lot of insecurity that people are getting uh, upset and offended by this sort of stuff yeah, no, no. about these these super straight men that refuse to date trans women. Hmm. Well, to them, they should just be thinking, so what? I'll find someone who will. Yeah. Except they're focusing all their attention on um, on being upset. And that's just not a way that you should live. Yeah, yeah. So do you agree with the sexuality super straight and then make that... Um they're like they're joining of the LGBT plus community. Wait, so super straight is now part of the LGBT? Yeah, well, they're trying to make it to the. Why though? It doesn't make sense. It to me. doesn't make sense to me like either. But if they... straight isn't, then super straight shouldn't. Yeah, that's my position. Wait, so super straight is now a for a sexual orientation? Yes. What isn't? Excuse <sighs> me. That just sounds like normal straight. It does sound like it's normal straight. It's just being straight. But, but some straight people. Like, do date transgender women? It sounds like bisexual. No, mm. because they're they're women. Or is that like transsexual? 
It's so confusing. It How do you confusing. keep up with all this shit? I don't. I don't know. I, it's very difficult to keep up with things like this. I think it's impossible to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're adding new shit every every week. There's a yeah. new category. Yeah, it's. I it's I don't really pay attention because I couldn't care less. I just do what. Yeah, I I really mm. don't care. But when it's congesting my feed constantly, <laughs> and I just see like these blokes like like this. Well, actually, what is that? I've been seeing that all I over the place. I don't know. I I can't find it. I've I don't know what it is. I'm trying to look into it, but I don't know what it's called. I'm putting like I'm typing in what is the finger on your elbow called, <laughs> and it just comes up with this. Everyone's doing it. Doesn't it, say so anything. Everyone's doing it. I just don't I'll know what it, it is. I'll look it up again. I'll look it up again. What is the finger on the inside of your elbow? <laughs> Pose. Pose. Finger anatomy picture. That can't be right. I don't think so. Wait, what is the finger pointing thing on TikTok? Yeah. This is created by taking the index finger emojis and pointing them towards each other. That's the wrong oh one. Oh, no, that's the... Yeah, that's the... I don't really understand that one either. I think that's like the like the uwu thing. I don't know what that is either. So, uh, <laughs> I don't have TikTok. I don't follow all this. So it's like... Yeah, wh- why even use TikTok? It's like those like e-girls that like sit there and like... <laughs> and do all that stuff. Yeah, but what does it mean? I don't know. They're just e girls. They just do it. Yeah, internet girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um oh like Bella Porch. You know her? Nope. <laughs> like, she you know, like do you know all the ones that do all the dancing and go like like all the weird faces? I don't stuff? have TikTok, so I don't know. Well come on, man. I'm very I'm an You're uncultured very, swine. You're very behind. Um what does water splashes mean on Snapchat? What does pointing into your inner elbow mean? Yes. The brief. On TikTok, when an individual points in their inner arm with two fingers, they're indicating they are sharing their true nature, hence pointing at their veins or blood. You go onto the website just to see more. What is it, like a suicidal thing? I don't... (laughs) Where did you get that from? Pointing to their veins and blood. Like they want to cut themselves. That's how I interpreted it. No, no, no. no. They're like, look, I'm a human. I have blood. (laughs) That that could be right. Well, animals have blood. The, um, uh, this pose often accompanies on-screen text while sh- um, which shares information about the individual. In this context, the pose appears to indicate the person is exhibiting their true nature, which is their blood or veins. Uh, the pose is used often as a part of built different TikTok trend, <laughs> which is marked by creators listing characteristics and attributes that made them elite. Most recently, this pose can be spotted in It Started With A Hey trend. Oh, it started with a hey. Well, so they just. Yeah. It's just their way of saying built yeah. different. Um, put me on Epstein's island in 2002. My mans wouldn't catch anything but these hands. First name, Baddie. Last name, B. Sex, not with Epstein. First decree, murder. Dis, ability to bring the smoke. Built different, glizzy destroyer. What does that even mean? Glizzy destroyer? The whole thing. Um, I don't. I think it's just like saying characteristics while you're a, a sick person. An elite. Yeah, an elite. And they're like yeah. this, like showing off, like I'm elite. Like, mm. yeah. You always have to do the kind of like the kind of like the dab, but just I don't one of those things. It's yeah, it's one of those things. It's so like obviously, a, it's not the same thing, but like I was about to say, like it's definitely not <laughs> the same as the dab. It could be. It could end up being like the dab. <laughs> dab was everywhere for a while, but yeah. So that's that's super straight. It's and it's just like I like I said before. It's so stupid. Like 
don't you have better things to do than just be upset by everything someone says? Oh yeah. And it just really shows their insecurity because like if you're happy with the person you are, it doesn't matter what people say. Yeah, I agree. I agree um, with that. Yeah. All right, do you have something that on your document? I have one more thing on my document. Um I don't have anything else, but let's talk about the curfew. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring yes. up. So people in various governments, especially the UK, we, I, I watched a video last night about it, are trying to put a curfew on men after 6pm. I watched the Isaac Butterfield one on it. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen that one? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's the one I watched. They're trying to put a curfew on men after 6pm. So basically the premise is they're trying to put a curfew on men because women don't feel safe in the streets after 6pm. Because it's like... We're like walking the streets wa- yeah, like Especially the walking dark. by themselves and stuff. I, I get that. Women don't yeah. feel safe walking by it's, themselves. It's a real thing. Like women genuinely do feel uncomfortable doing that. And yeah. um, Like I feel like I'm privileged being a man, especially like a white man. Like I, I feel like I have some sort of privilege in the world that other people don't, especially walking at night. I can go for a, a, a run during the night and I don't feel scared. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't classify it as a privilege. It's just a biological difference. You're yeah, naturally just built bigger and stronger yeah, and more competent in terms of defending yourself. But yeah. like I said, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a privilege, but I just, I, I do think it is a real issue that women face and that yeah. they do genuinely feel uncomfortable and that it should be addressed, but... Just I'd depends on definitely how you not this way. Yes, a curfew. A curfew on all men. That's it. Just isn't solving the root problem at all. It's just no. It's pushing just it under the rug and hoping it goes away. Yeah, it's exactly. It's still gonna happen. You you know who's not gonna follow a curfew? Who? Sexual assaulters, criminals, and, criminals yeah. and, and murderers, and and the people that are actually out there targeting women. They're not gonna follow a curfew. Yeah, no, definitely not. It's like that's not gonna solve any issues. And then it'll be. The, the innocent men sitting at home doing nothing yeah, after 6pm because it's mandated. What are you supposed to do if you, if you have night shift? Yeah. If you if you have to be out... Night yeah. shift is illegal now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you're a security guard. You can't do night shifts now. It's all, it's going to be a female-orientated job now. And as you said, the characteristics of a man are bigger, stronger, faster. And that's, that's fact. Yeah. You can't like deny that. Obviously there's some cases where there's a wham lady that can beat up the whole like It's like a Chris Cyborg from the UFC. <laughs> like there's <laughs> a jacked woman. Jacked with broad shoulders just walking like this. Yeah, the obviously there's some instances, but usually on average a man will be bigger than a woman. Yeah, it's just how That's it why is. Security is usually a male male dominated thing. And I, I get what you're saying. Like, if there's a curfew, men men can't be out past six p.m. Yeah. Well, then the night shift for security is just going to be full of women, which yeah. is not going to be. And this is a controversial controversial thing, but that's not going to be as effective as a s- team security full of men. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, if you have like a robbery underway or like a no, breach of property, men police officers can't at- can't <laughs> assess that. They can't. Yeah. No. Not allowed. Yeah. There's like so many loopholes. Uh, like so many not loopholes, but so many like holes. In this um, this uh, this idea that they want to do, it's, it it just wouldn't work on any level. No, it wouldn't, not at all. And like, like mm, especially well. on on like what you just said. Imagine putting out a hypothetical here: a group of six criminals go to rob a bank. Um, yeah, just a bank. Or so go to a sh- there's a shootout. <laughs> no, 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 we'll just say rob a bank. Okay. Before this man, like this uh, mandate came in, there was twelve. Big jacked bold <laughs> dudes 
at every perimeter of this bank. No one's going to get in or out without them knowing. We know this. This is hypothetical. Hypothetical. <laughs> this mandate just came out. Those men can't say out past 6pm. No, you have to... Ha- uh, no, and there's still, out. like, a time period which they need to, like, employ new people. Yeah, exactly. So it can't just be a shift. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, oh, you it's, can't it's just... 24 hours, like, like a, like a shutdown. Where are you going to get these, like, really buff women from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can put a horse out. <laughs> Especially... <laughs> but, like, it... Especially for things like security and police, it takes so long to get hired because yeah. they've got to go through so many background checks, um, criminal history checks, oh, yeah. training. They've got to go through all that. That takes like up to six months. Mm. So you can't just change. Obviously, there quickly. are women in the security industry. Yeah. We're not denying that there's not, but it would be a hard to replace a whole team of men, which is a male orientated job. So there will yeah. be more men in this job with a whole team of women. And as Will said, they would be less effective. On a biological standpoint, yeah, they obviously have you seen, like seen this thing? Women see things better than men. They, I they, haven't. Yeah, no, they, it's actually a proven mm-hmm. fact. They like in the dark. No, no, like they, they just notice things more. The more, it's more attention to detail. Yeah, exactly. Where men kind of just they S- scope into what go they go all in. Yeah, they scope into what they want and then don't focus on the peripherals. If yeah. that makes sense, where I suppose. So there'd be a. A, a better characteristic in that standpoint, but on a physical standpoint, back to my thing. These bloody 12 goons versus these 12 security guards. These goons are jacked criminals. That they're just like powerlifters that just got out of F45 <laughs> and they, they want to rob a bank. Just got out. No, they just got out of prison with an F45 in it. <laughs> anyway. Anytime fitness. They're jacked. They have crowbars. And these people are equipped with nothing because they didn't do the right training. Yeah. They couldn't go through it, so they don't have their gun license. They don't quick, we've got to transition these people. Don't worry about the training. It's going to take too long. Exactly. Just put them there and let's hope that no one attacks them. These 12 men, great idea. Let's go for it. They go in there. They, the women what are they going to do? They, they, what, what can they do? Use a taser. Pull, pull them. You, you can only use a taser on one person at a time. Yeah. And, um, Unless they have like this new like taser that like just a it's like a, a, a machine taser. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what would help to solve this issue of the curfew is not implement a curfew, but to um obviously first educate men on ex- uh, appropriate behavior, oh, especially yeah. um when it comes to circumstances of men walking around at night mm. close to a woman. Look. The best thing that a woman could do is, um, is a either learn self defense, yeah. which doesn't just help for things like self defense, but also confidence. Yeah, you definitely. have that. You have that confidence that okay, if the, a situation like that did happen, then I would. I will be safe. I can do this myself. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and that would help to at least. Um, that would help at least with the that concern that women have when walking the streets. If they, if they're. Um, well educated in self defense like jujitsu, MMA, you know, it will obviously increase confidence for them a lot more. Yeah. Um also uh don't have your like headphones all the way up. Make sure you're aware of Just, your surroundings. Yeah, awareness. Um <coughs> This is a controversial one as well, like especially for like three men talking about this. Even though we're saying the right things, it's always gonna be controversial that three men are talking about this topic. What I was gonna say, which is um uh gun laws. Oof. So in the US, obviously, you have the right to bear arms. You can't carry around an AK-47. Yeah. But... um, Did you hear that um, uh, Biden just came into a new play of 
gun laws. Of course he did. Yeah, I'll try and get them up. Anyway, like, if we were like America and we, and we had the right to bear arms, then women would be a lot safer if they had at least a handgun on them. Um, if And if that event did arise, they could at least, you know, brandish it. And, yeah. um, you know, that would help solve the issue a lot as well. But adding a curfew is not going to solve anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. So what is this? I'm trying to get it up now, but basically he he stopped the selling like of a like a private seller between guns. So like say you put it up on the Facebook marketplace. Like an eBay thing. Yeah. So I can't buy a gun off you privately. Yeah, right. It has to be like a um like a store, a government um sanctioned store and stuff. Um <laughs> like a Walmart. <laughs> like a Walmart. Um I can't get the exact things up, but like he just he tried to mandate it, but it really didn't do a very good job at doing that. So it never actually got mandated. They never Not actually really. went with it. Well, the the private thing is mandated. But what's the purpose of trying to stop that? Like he's trying to stop the individual selling of guns, but what's that going to help? Solve? I'm not too sure. I think then you can focus on proper background checks and stuff, which I get that. If you don't have a private seller. Because I'm guessing if, say, we're in America right now, I've tried to buy a gun off you, you wouldn't really check my background. Oh, hey, mate, that'd be 400 bucks. Give you in cash. Yeah, I'd probably just want the money, to be honest. Exactly. You're just trying to sell it. It's a bloody Facebook marketplace. You're just trying to get rid of it, get the guy to leave. But But I feel like there's already, there would already be laws surrounding that, like, um, who's eligible to buy a gun. Yeah, no, no, there is. There there is. So you have to go through an extensive, like, gun license thing it's not as extensive in america as it is in australia because yeah. the australian one you have to do background checks you have to well so you, you have to do that in america as well yeah, yeah you have to do like the background checks and then you have to have the correct safe the correct training and you have to shoot your gun at least four times a year to keep your license right i can yeah. see a lot of issues yeah that's that's in australia yeah <coughs> um yeah yeah well in america you can't if you have a criminal record you can't buy a gun yeah, um, well, that's fair enough. I completely agree. I agree with that. With that. Uh, you can't. I don't think you can buy um, automatic weapons. I actually don't know too much. An assault rifle. <laughs> I don't think you can buy assault rifles. Yeah. I think semi-automatic guns you can buy. Yeah. Obviously, with the proper background check and screening, and can't have a criminal history. Yeah, that's fair um, enough. They um. So where is it? Um, a record 117,000 accomp- unaccompanied children expected at the border this year. Yeah, I know. I've been seeing a lot about that. Because <laughs> Biden's refusing to... Um, Do anything about it. Continue b- building, building the, the wall. wall. He's just letting it... it ju- he's doing it in they spite are, of They Trump. asked Biden if um, he, he's going to handle this. No, um, is there a problem at the border? He's like, no, we could handle this properly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what am I here for? <laughs> Wait. Why am I here? <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh yeah, we could handle this properly. Just like they're doing now. They're just they're just letting people walk in. Yeah. What what's that gate called? That everyone goes through? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called. There's a passage between Mexico and America. Yeah. Where it's literally like a, a fire fence. Yeah. It's like what we have in Australia, like the fire gates. It's literally that block. It's like it. you've like a fence that you have around a farm. Yeah. It's like you can just fucking jump <laughs> over it. <laughs> yeah. It's literally a meter and a half tall, and people are sm- 
isn't it what ninety percent of I all think like, cocaine? I think ninety five, ninety seven. You might want to check this. How much? Um, I think ninety seven percent of all heroin and cocaine comes across the, um, that border between Mexico and jeez, um, US heroin and cocaine. That's for the world, not just for oh, like yeah, yeah, America, yeah. but for the world. Yeah. Um, and that's not even. We're not even haven't even talked about the amount of um human trafficking that happens along there, the amount of sexual assaults that happen around there from of children and women. Yeah. Um and the yeah, cartel used that area. Well, the cartel own basically design. owns South America. Oh yeah. And yeah, they just take advantage of the fuck. <laughs> my chair keeps going down. The the cartel basically just takes advantage of the yeah. lack of border control. That's yeah, yeah. going on right now. And um yeah. Like um, someone told me or asked me the other day, um, why don't they just put security guards at that one point? <laughs> and I'm like, it would it wouldn't work. They just find another point to come through. Yeah, it's their exactly. main point now because it's unattended and it's a pretty big gap. But yeah, but also like gaps. even if you had enough security guards, where are you gonna put them all? Exactly. In cages. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what have you se- actually seen the cages that they're putting the um these people in well um uh back in when obama was the president yep he he essentially built these cages to put the illegal immigrants in and um what? and then during the lo- last presidential election with trump and biden biden was trying to put the blame on trump for putting these kids in the cages and that's where that thing comes when trump's like well who built the cages yeah your administration and um i, th- I believe they're still using those cages to put illegal immigrants in i could be wrong like might want to double check on that yeah we'll have a look at that mm. oh wow i didn't know that i i, I knew the meme about like that like who, who built <laughs> who built the cages huh yeah all right do you think yeah. do you think we're ready to wrap this up for our first episode i got nothing else to talk about josh you happy to wrap this up yeah i think we're all good all right all right well thanks for listening thank you everybody episode one all right, all right. see you next week Hopefully. Hopefully next week. All right. Oh, um, before we wrap up, okay. just want to mention that every second episode we're going to have guests on. Yes. Um, we don't know how many guests, but one or two max. Yeah, yeah, Um, Every second episode. So every first episode is going to be similar to this. It's just us three just chatting about whatever issues going on around the world. And then the second episodes are going to be probably less formal. Less formal, um, more chill. Just yeah. with our friends on here, just talking about random things. Yeah. But um, uh, go follow the Dead Serious Instagram if you haven't already. Yeah, it's at the underscore Dead Serious underscore podcast. Yes. We have 60 followers. Yes. Um, I'm going to save one of our stories um, saying what should we do next and feel free to just DM us. Yeah, if, you, if you want us to talk about anything, then we're happy yeah. to. Yeah. Like um, we got a couple saying Invasion Day, Australia slash Invasion yeah, Day. Yeah, we had... Um, someone mentioned feminism. Yeah. Um, and we'll happily che- uh, speak on those subjects if people yeah. want that. There's a lot of stuff we can talk about. Yeah. All right. All righty. Well, that's it. That's it. All right. <laughs>